Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Weaver and Jacoby Kendrick. This podcast is dedicated to newer agents in the business who want the fast track to success. 90% of agents fail in their first year of business. Our goal is to help guide your journey away from the common mistakes most agents make and help you grow and build your business to epic levels you know you're capable of and desire. All right, what's going on, everybody? So we want to bring you with another episode of Epic Agent Success here. And we are going to be starting our interview series, and we're going to be starting this one out with a bang. We've got my man, the man with the plan. He calls himself the A-game agent, Mr. Aaron Valencia. So we got him on. We're going to have him tell his story. He has gone from zero, literally from zero to hero. And so, as you know, most agents fail out in the first year. And actually, most agents don't sell more than like five houses whenever they first come into real estate. And so Aaron just got into real estate. He's crushing it. And so we're going to get his plan, what he's doing and uh, what's on the horizon for him. So Aaron, just uh, introduce yourself and then we'll get started here. What's up? Aaron Valencia, like Jacoby said, A-game agent out here in uh, Parker County, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Really hot market out here. That's where I do my stuff. Sweet, man. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What, who is Aaron before he became a real estate agent? And then how did you actually think about becoming a real estate agent? I guess the question is, have you always aspired to be a real estate agent? No, I got this. I got a cool story. <laughs> so as, who, who is Aaron? That's what you ask first. I'll answer that. I'm always first and foremost a, a father and a husband. That's what I say I am. Now we get into the career side of things. And uh, I've always been oil and gas in West Texas. Moved to Alito in uh, about nine years ago, probably, and traveled back and forth from here to to West Texas and South Texas. I had some stuff going on down there. I've always uh, really started up i've started up a few businesses within the in oil and gas not personally but been part of the startup process on a few different companies so long story short my son i've been traveling non-stop my son was going into his senior year he was a pretty good football player up here and i decided i was going to about a two years before he became a senior i said i'm gonna start saving up some money and um when time comes for his senior year if i need to i'll just leave oil and gas and come up here and find, I don't want to say a little job, but a little job so that I could just spend some time with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't need to set myself up for that. So I started doing that. And oh, what was it? 2020 or 20, whenever it was uh, the Corona and the uh, oil prices hit and it was just like a perfect storm. And uh, the uh, company I was with laid about 50% of us off, but I was one of the lucky ones who got like a six month severance package. So I was getting paid for six months severance. Plus I had this money that I had saved up. And so I was living, I was, wasn't missing a beat, honestly. So I said, you know, but I'm not going to sit here. I don't, I, that's not my mentality to sit here. So I decided I need to do something. And so I started thinking about a couple of summers before my dad um, was selling a lake house up in uh, Austin area. And that house was like $850,000. And this old man Lived in this little, uh, he lives in the cove that, and he sold, he was a real estate agent and sold all these houses. And I started doing the math. I'm like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of all, all started. And I had some uh, people over here in Aledo that I knew of real estate agents that 
I went to and asked for advice on how hard is it and what I need to do. So I just kind of got the information, but that's, that's how I got into real estate. Yeah. I like it. That is a good one, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and then you got your license and hit the ground running. That's all. That is awesome. Yeah. So the link here, so the link here, just so just to give everybody a little backstory, I actually played football with Aaron's little brother. And so mm -hmm. Aaron, the Valencias are like, they're like all great athletes down in a small town just south of Midland down here called Rankin. And so uh, there's like the mystique of the Valencias and Aaron's little brother, his senior year moved to Midland and played football with me. And so that's kind of how we got connected. And then uh, tell a little bit how like how we got connected or how how you decided yeah. how'd you decide where you were gonna go you know okay. what brokerage you were gonna join how did that that uh, that yeah. go for you so before I got my license I went to Keller Williams and I was like I need to find a brokers they had I had all I had heard that Keller Williams was a great place to start and train and get get the training you needed so that's where I went and so I had. Talked to the own, signed up uh, under the own, but that this was before I took my uh, state national test, and so I, when I passed my test, Jacoby, I, I'm I'm pretty uh, prominent on on social media, so I I was posting about passing the test, and Jacoby, me and him were, uh, I believe we we're friends on Facebook before anything, and uh, so he saw that and, and reached out to me and said, hey, I need you to look at this before you make any decisions, and. And he sent me a video. I'm like, uh, whatever. Call me the next day. You look at the video. <laughs> Call me the next day. You see the video. I was like, man, I got to watch this video. <laughs> so watch this video. And man, I'll tell you the one thing that made my decision. And it was the smallest thing you think of. But I saw a graphic and it said Blockbuster with an arrow to Netflix. Had like Best Buy with an arrow to Amazon. And had traditional real estate to EXP. And I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be at the next level. I'm not going to go start at a traditional old school stuff. I'm going to I'm going to I want to be the next level. So that's the ultimately Jacoby introduced it to me. And, you know, I've loved it ever since. So, yeah, I remember him uh, hitting me up and saying, oh, yeah, I'm talking to, with this with this guy, Aaron, out of the Dallas Fort Worth area. And that was kind of a new move for him outside of the Midland area with hitting up getting somebody to join with exp outside of me and up in michigan and so he was super excited about it and he right out of the gate said you were going to be a hustler and you were gonna you were gonna work it hard mm -hmm. but i go back to like the uh the previous jobs and careers that i had and starting up companies i use a lot of that to come in and, and think of it not as just being a real estate and more of how to start up a business and you know that's that's the mind frame I went into it with. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this as to be a real estate. I'm gonna do this to create a business. With all your stuff in the oil and gas, was that more um, like hands-on, blue collar work, or kind of managing people more behind the desk? Yeah. No, I, I mean, obviously, you always start at the bottom. But by the time I was done, I was uh, the what was my position? The production manager or something? I don't remember the the term, but I was basically in charge of all the supply chain. The production and shipping of all the art we were chemical business so i was in charge of bringing in raws producing them then getting them to the locations that we needed we had yards all over the all over texas new mexico oklahoma north dakota i was in charge of all that so i had a big operation a lot of responsibility 
but you came up through in that through more hands-on physical labor you know yeah i mean you i didn't go i went to college a little bit but i didn't go get a degree so you know when you're in west texas uh, an easy way to make 80 hundred thousand dollars to go start swinging hammers and stuff so you know you start up and if you have drive then you can work your way up yeah some of the best agents i know come from the blue collar you know i used to own a heating and cooling company and you know so i was at hvac kind of always in the trades and on the service side and i i find that that level of work does transition it's just hard work it's just different hard work mm-hmm. yep that's awesome also being an athlete as well you know that really helps <laughs> So the question, the question I got, so whenever we first started talking, and so we'll try to, we'll kind of transition into like your first year in the business and how things went. But really the challenge I had is because you were going back from Midland to Alito, right? Kind of going back and forth. And we were having this conversation of, you know, you were like, can I shadow you? Or like, you know, what, what kind of should I do? What should the plan be? So from your perspective, tell a little bit about that. And then I just want to frame it because a lot of the hangups with EXP is like, hey, we don't have brick and mortar. You know, we're a cloud-based brokerage. And a lot of times people don't feel like they get the support that they need. But mm-hmm. obviously you came in, hit the ground running and all that. So give a little bit of the perspective on the first part. And then how have you overcome if or was it a challenge with the, you know, quote unquote, cloud-based brokerage? Yeah. So. When we originally started, I had asked you, you know, my plan was to go spend about three months in Midland with shadowing you and seeing how you did it. And I got lucky because there was an EX, there was a Century 21 office here in Alito that had just turned over to EXP as well. And so I didn't know that. And so I just, I knew I needed some support. I couldn't just jump into an industry and just run. I needed people to talk to questions asks the the you were there you answered you're always there to answer my questions but I needed some face-to-face stuff so that's why I was gonna go spend some time with you but I ended up finding out that this Century 21 office turned over to EXP so we didn't talk to them and they were like yeah we you can we can definitely pull you on our team and kind of mentor you a little bit so I, I joined that team I'm not in their uh, upline but we've developed a partnership to where we're really work together at this point. So um, a lot of people, I guess there's another stigma that, you know, EXP, if you're not in the same upstream, then you're not going to have friends with the other upstream or whatever, but um, we've worked it out on our side, but honestly, they do have an office, but I, I don't go in it. I do everything at the home office or I'll go down to the uh, coffee shop. I like to go out into the public and, um, have my computer open and, and talk to people in Starbucks or the little local coffee shops and, you know, just things like that. I'd rather do that and be able to have all the tools I need right there on my computer, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what the advantage is, right? So, so I always say the rules to real estate have changed and the way they've changed is, is my point of view, I've got a physical office here too, but none of the agents are ever in the office because for one, if you're in the office, you're not showing people houses, which is what you need to be doing in order to make money. And the other thing is, is, you know, you, if you do come to the office, it was probably usually for training or something like that, you know, and all your training now you can get online, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really think, uh, you know, the, the perception of I need an office or I need somewhere to go and I would think, or and you can answer this, maybe your perception changed because it's like, hey, I need to get face-to-face time with Jacoby. 
but really you just need a couple of skills and then you need to go out and actually get like belly to belly with people. So did that, did your mindset shift on that or is it the same or what are kind of your thoughts on that? No, uh, I think that, yeah, it's, you're, you're right. But so a quick zoom call is the same thing as driving down the middle and have a face to face. We can jump on a quick zoom call and then now you've got, you haven't wasted time to drive. So you're talking about, even if it's local, you know, you're 30 minutes on the road there and back and then, the, hey, how are you doing? The, the small talk, you know, the, rather just jump on a Zoom call and let's get it done and get to it and then get back out there. So I think you're right. 100%. Sounds like one of the skill sets you have is working and developing relationships. Like, cause like, mm-hmm. the, what I heard is I heard I knew Jacoby and I had this sort of relationship with him and so reached out to him. And, and then I'll just point out Jacoby did a really good job of following up there every mm-hmm. couple of days. And so that was a uh, solid. But you guys have that relationship. That's kind of what drove you to EXP. And then just looking outside of the box, or maybe it's just, maybe it was even just uh, uh, you didn't know there was a box that you had to look outside of, um, reaching out to that former C21 office and establishing a relationship there and just seeing how you guys could help each other without kind of, like you said, the traditional model of, oh, we're not in the same line, so we, we don't have anything to bring value to. We can't bring value to each other. Sounds like you... Talk about that, like your the importance of relationship for you, because yeah, I mean it's kind of popping out in all of your stories. Yeah, I believe in relationships more than anything. It's it's all about integrity and relationships. And my kind of my philosophy is, you know, I don't I'm not selling houses. I'm going to go sell myself. The house is going to sell itself. You know, they know what they want. They know where they want to be. They've got to trust me. So I I love building relationships with people. That's probably the thing that's man i'll be honest i don't feel like this is a job at all it's just getting to meet new people every day everybody everybody i work with friends on facebook now and i they come to i see them at the football game or i see them their little kids are coming up to me you know so it's a relationship game so little kids are coming up to you they're seeing you on social media now some of your videos (laughs) and stuff i got my uh my daughter's a freshman and her little friends be I'll be at Bahama Bucks, and he's the little boy came out the other day. He's like, there's an A-game agent. What's up? You going to sell me a house when I get older? That's awesome. <laughs> I love it because I get a screenshot. My my kid just told me yesterday, he goes, I hear at least twice a week from kids in my school that they see you on YouTube or, like, they saw your ad on YouTube or they saw your video. And uh, Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I, I always mess with my kids and wife and tell them, how do y'all like being married? How do y'all like being living with a local celebrity? Because I'll be at the <laughs> – we'll be having a drink at the uh, – little restaurant down here and somebody will be like aren't you that real estate agent i'll look at my wife and just give her a little smirk and she's like shut up yeah yeah, what do you want me to sign (laughs) moving on to that moving on to uh yeah local celebrity for sure so how did you uh how did you come up with the a game agent so tell us a little bit about that because you know that's always I don't know if you've got a, a uh, background in branding or marketing or whatever else, or if it's just fun for you or what, but how'd you come up with that? And where does that idea come from? Man, all right, so, yeah, I mean, not a, not a background in branding and marketing, but I know all the companies I've ever worked for, the logo was really important. Uh, it was, it was kind of, it was very important. You don't stray away from it. You keep the same colors. You keep this, you don't change it. You, you know, when you when I'm this is kind of overboard, but Nike used to be night the swish with Nike on it, and as it grew, now you just know that check mark's Nike. 
you know, you see it anywhere in the world. So that's kind of the philosophy about branding and, and the logo. So uh, begin relationships. I met a title company and the lady's like, hey, let me when you come up with the, like a tagline for you. And I was like, OK. And so she goes, go home, think about some stuff, send it to me. And man, it just perfect storms happen. You know, it's God. God, God has a way. So um, my son was like I said, he was a really good football player. And Alito is known for their athletics. And I was really involved in the school. I'm involved in, in that school and the athletic programs. My daughter was a really good track athlete with Alito. So I had that connection with with sports and athletics. And so the lady said, you know, I, I, I was trying to I kind of had an idea of being like a superhero type deal, too. I'm not a nerd, but uh, <laughs> I kind of had that idea. So I was we were coming up with different things. And she was like, man, let's use this A game. You, you want to bring your A game? I'm like, oh, well, I'm the A game agent. And my name's Aaron. Starts with A, and then I'm Winolito. You know, it works out. So then we, she came up with a logo. My logo's changed. Um, it's really nice now. I, she had a, a logo, and then I, I hired a marketing girl to uh, come in, and she does all my marketing material for me. I just tell her what I want, and she sends it to me, and I'll tweak it here and there. And she, but she's really good, and she she just took the logo to I say another level. So. Man, I love it. The relationship thing is, yeah, it's really, really coming through on on this one. Somebody at the title company just what happened to bump into him or something like that. It's like, man, that's pretty wild, yeah. man. Yeah, he he keeps saying, "Oh, I got lucky. Oh, just kind of coincidence. <laughs> oh, like you know, you're just putting yourself in the right spot, man." He, he, he yes, he also said, "I'm not really a nerd too," so I caught onto that one as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Jerry last episode. I think Jerry's like, oh, "I'm not a salesman," and then he's like pulling out all these sales techniques. So <laughs> we'll remember that one for sure. Give us a little bit about your first year, right? So tell us a little bit about your numbers and all that, where you're at now, just so people can get a little bit of an idea, and then uh, yeah, we'll kind of scroll on from there. So when I went into it, like I said, I had. I was getting paid. So that was very little stress when, when it comes to that. My wife also works. I mean, my wife takes care of things. She holds it down too. We're two income family. So that helps. Um, so my going into my first year, I said, I don't care about money. I'm not, that's not going to be anywhere on my uh, radar. If I do my job, money's going to come. All I'm going to do this year is work on training, relationship, understanding the terminology within this industry the unwritten rules, you know, just I wanted to learn about the industry and whatever it took to do that. I wasn't worried about money, worried about making sales. I was worried about becoming good at the industry. And so first I got my license, joined EXP. And then within 30 days, I had my first sale, like an $80,000 land sale. I was like, man, this is going to be easy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Here it comes. January, February, March, April, and then then here comes May, and that from May to September, I turn over my uh, year starts in September. So from May to September, I was able to uh, cap that year. So it was just I tell everybody that I'm in tour now. All of my people in my downstream that you know it's it's snowballs. It's going to snowball one way or another. You're going to snowball the good way, or it's going to snowball the bad way, back bad way, and. So up to you. You've got to go put the work in. You've got to be dedicated to make the calls every single day and not get any results because at the end of the day, in three months, what you're doing now in three months is going to pay off. 
that was my philosophy and that was kind of the way I worked it. I did the same thing that I did, uh, just meeting people, making calls, putting my name out there, just whatever I could do to make that snowball go. And then in May, it, it kind of hit. So and it's been kind of pretty, pretty solid ever since. And when you say uh, when you say making calls, what does making calls mean to mean to you? I try to find new people. I try to talk to some new people every day, new people, meaning people I've never talked to. If you talk to them, it don't count. But then you got to talk to the people you've talked to. So, you know, I'll, people, a lot of people are calling me uh, here recently, but I've still got to get out and find new phone numbers. I'll meet people at the restaurant. And, you know, I'm not afraid to tell them what I do. I'm not afraid to hand them my card. And that's another thing that is a big deal to me. You got to get used and be okay with the word no. It's not personal. It's just they don't want it right now. So that's one thing I tell people, you know, the 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 newer agents that are with me, I'm like, be okay with no. Don't be afraid to answer, to take that call and tell them what you do. Just, well, I'm scared. They're going to say no. Well, don't be scared. Just make the call. <laughs> What's going to happen? You're going to say no. You're going to call the next one. One of them is going to say yes. So, did, so to wrap that up, basically what you're saying is you're doing uh... – lead generation and you're doing follow-up if we're using the uh if we're using the, the real estate terms right so you terms. said you got to call new people every day which is lead generation and then you also got to call the people you know which is follow-up essentially mm -hmm. so you basically are doing the basics the blocking and tackling of yep. real estate sales every single day mm -hmm. cool yeah, you gotta get up get up out of bed get dressed it's easy to to, to sleep an extra hour and Go to your computer and your T-shirt and stuff you slept in last night. But you, if you want to be great, you've got to get up out of bed, get in the shower, get into your work clothes and go sit in your office. And then if you don't leave the house, at least you're dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So the first year, year number one, you actually capped. All right. Yep. And then yep. uh, year number two, what uh, what happened in year number two? Yeah, year number two was one of the goals I had set out, you know, I, I wanted an icon this year and I was able to do it right at the last minute and uh, very proud of that. It took a lot of work. It sounds yeah, in June this last year, I was like, man, I'm going to icon next month. And then all of a sudden, because once you cap, you know, they don't take as much out. And so you're like, now I got to get the transactions and, you know, that sort of thing. So it was a, it was tough. It was tough to do, but you know, you got to find ways to be creative. I did it. I was able to do a few leases. So I, I changed some of the, uh, I was normally doing sales for homes. And I said, man, I got to get some transactions. So let me jump on some leases. So I went and found some leases and uh, just the last minute I was able to, to do it. So I'm waiting on my trophy to come in. So Yeah, man. <laughs> That's always fun when that little thing comes in the mail. It's like my wife, I didn't know when it was going to come. My wife's like, you got something in the mail. And I like open it up. I'm like, oh, dang, look at this. <laughs> a little, little trophy I can put up on the wall here. Yeah. Right the first year that we, Jacoby and I were with EXP, I'm pretty sure this is right. I missed it by one transaction icon. And, um, and I think Jacoby was the same. And I, I thought about weaseling a lease in, like I knew, I know some landlords, so I could have, I, I could have worked a lease in, but I kind of wanted to be mad at myself for not making it to just so it won't happen again. Yeah. And, and it second year we had, I capped it like I iconed at 10 months. And then this year I want to icon much sooner. Yeah. So that's awesome though, that you iconed in your second year in the business. That's no joke right there. That is no joke at all. I've been to the build conference. That's another thing Jacoby did for me the first year. He, 
paid for me to go to the build conference and that just really inspired me. And then, uh, this year I, uh, got my own ticket and just went by myself because it was so, you walk out of that place uh, refreshed and ready to go. Um, I'm sitting up there this year and it's going to be a, it was a long shot. I don't know how it works, but I'm like, man, I might want to go on that stage next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so that's kind of in the back of my, it's not a goal that I put down on the paper because I don't want to not achieve it, but it's kind of in the back of my head. I'm like, I don't want to sit on that. I don't want to tell my story on that stage this next this next build. So I don't know what it takes to do that, but kind of yeah, man. That's awesome. Let's keep working it, bro. Don't write it down, man, because you're scared to write it down. Because you know, if you write it down, you're gonna have to do the work to make it happen. Don't be afraid to know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. So uh, just to wrap it up here, man, what's what's on the horizon for you? What do you see? uh, What's coming up for you? What are you excited about? And kind of moving forward. So my uh, year three goal, which or plan, is to start building out that downstream and uh, working on that right now. I'm put a lot of focus on that the last few months and trying to grow that. That's kind of my year three plan. I'm not, I could say I'm, I, I want an icon this year, but that's not going to be my number one goal. My number one goal is to let's, I want to be, you know, 20 to 40 agents in my downstream this next year and that's kind of where my focus is going to be. I told my wife, I'm going to pay, I'm going to take a pay cut this year for myself because I'm going to start trying to build that out. So that's kind of the horizon on the horizon, you know, obviously we've got to eat, but <laughs> that's kind of my year three plan was to, to jump on that. Nice. So trying to kind of transitioning from sales as much to actually uh, really helping other agents be successful. Cause I know what uh, one of the misconceptions is, is like, Hey, we're all just uh, recruiting at EXP and doing that. But really what it's about is, which I know the approach you're going to, you take is because you're relationship oriented is how can I help other agents be successful, Mm -hmm. which is really good because you're so close to when you started, I'm like, almost a decade out from when I started, but, you know, being able to help new agents uh, be mm-hmm. successful because man, the the failure rate is so high in the mm-hmm. industry. And so I'm excited to see what you're going to, what you're going to do there. Oh, I forgot to ask our one question is, you know, looking back on what you know now, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give yourself starting out? Bigger piece of advice I would give myself starting out, go to work. I mean, you got to go to work. That that was the that's the biggest piece of advice I did give myself. You know, you got to get up and go to work. It's, I mean, there's days where you I feel guilty because I'm not out in the streets doing something. But in that time, I've got to fill it with things that's going to help my business. You know, one of the things they said in the build conference was there's two businesses you're working on. You're working on the business you're in now, and you're working on your the business for your future, and you've got to separate those. So when you're working within your business, you work within your business. And then when you have the downtime or you put out times of the day, that's when you work on your on your future business. That's probably a pretty good piece of advice. Sweet, man. I love it. Good deal. Jerry, you got anything else? No, man, I'm good. That's uh, this is a great way to kick it off here. Yeah, awesome. So we appreciate the A-game agent coming out <laughs> and uh, giving us a little rundown of uh, his success And if you're anywhere in the uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, especially in Alito, you're going to want to give the A-game agent, Mr. Aaron Valencia, a call. And he's definitely going to take care of you and hook you up for sure. So, Aaron, we appreciate it. And uh, for everybody else, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks, guys.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Epic Agent Success Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you've received value today, we hope you'll give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget, we love sharing our experiences and offering tips to agents looking to grow. So come join us on our Facebook page, the Epic Agent Success Podcast, and stay connected.